Welcome to Library Discoveries, and this week we are looking at one of Benjamin Disraeli's novels, Coningsby. This won't be a long episode. Coningsby is not a great novel. It's not been remembered well, it's not famous. The most famous thing about it is Disraeli himself, who was Queen Victoria's favourite Prime Minister. He lived in the countryside at Hewenden Manor, which is, as you know, very close to where we record library discoveries. So this is a personal book in many ways, but it's not a great work of fiction. And when Paul takes you around the book itself, you will realise very quickly that this is not even a fine example uh, in terms of its physical properties. So why are we looking at Coningsby? Well, we are only interested in Coningsby because of its writer, Benjamin Disraeli. He was Prime Minister for a long time, a successful Tory Prime Minister, and he gave birth to the phrase uh, One Nation Toryism, One Nation Tories, even though, of course, as we all know now, he only talked about two nations and somehow it all got changed over time. But Coningsby is not even a novel in many ways. Uh, and I think the best way to think about Coningsby is to use Disraeli's words. He says in the preface to the fifth edition that it was published in 1844. The main purpose of its writer, that's Ben, was to vindicate the just claims of the Tory party to be the popular political confederation of the country, a purpose which he had more or less pursued from a very early period of life. The occasion was favourable to the attempt. The youthful mind of England had just recovered from the inebriation of the great conservative triumph of 1841 and was beginning to inquire what, after all, they had conquered to preserve. It was opportune, therefore, to show that Toryism was not a phrase, but a fact, and that our political institutions were the embodiment of our popular necessities. This the writer endeavoured, that's Ben, to do without prejudice, and to treat of events and characters of which he had some personal experience, not altogether without the impartiality of the future. And so it goes on for two very tightly printed pages. And if that's not a enough to make you want to read the book, I don't know what is. But look at the final paragraph in this preface. The writer, that's Ben, he's writing about himself, has developed in another work, Tancred, the views respecting the great house of Israel, which he first intimated in Coningsby. No one has attempted to refute them, nor is refutation possible, since all he has done, that's Ben, is to examine certain facts in the truth of which all agree, and to draw from them irresistible conclusions which prejudice for a moment may shrink from, but which reason cannot refuse to admit. Well... Coningsby and Tancred are both used in street names around uh, High Wycombe and South Buckinghamshire. Uh, Disraeli is is a big part of um, the area. Uh, there's a political ward named after him. There's various places named after Disraeli. Um, there's a monument to his father in the grounds of Hewenden Manor upon the hill above the house. Um, but it's, it's just dreadful. It's a real shocker as we say in the trade. But 
sometimes, and this is part of the the reason for this podcast, sometimes you can have a terrible novel that still lingers on. And although I can say quite flippantly that uh, nobody reads Disraeli, nobody cares about Disraeli, as a novelist, uh, he was an absolute top-draw politician. He mortgaged himself almost to death over Huendon Manor. He rebuilt the place. He remodelled it. He spent money he didn't have. He borrowed money and spent that and then couldn't pay it back. He absolutely put Huendon on the map where it remains to this day. And, it, of course, it served a very important purpose uh, during the Second World War later on. This is 1840. This is 100 years before the Second World War. Um and he was very much a man about town, a very, very much, uh, you know, an important figure in politics. And he became Prime Minister and later on Earl of Beaconsfield. And he hosted Queen Victoria at home. And she really liked him. And I think as a as a guy, he was very interesting, very cultured, very educated and motivated and ambitious, possibly too much so. But you can see there that he didn't set out to write a novel. He set out to make a political point, and that's never a great foundation for any work of fiction. But he made his political point through the novels, and they actually did sell well. He wrote several novels. They sold well. Uh, many of them are available in Huendon Manor. This book is not stolen from Huendon Manor, as I am always obliged to point out. So there we go. I don't think it's worth spending a long part of your commute this morning on this, but just bear in mind that sometimes great politicians do write terrible novels. And with that, we will hand over to Paul for a look at the book itself. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Paul. So here we have the book. This one was picked up in East Yorkshire in the Beverly Bookshop which is still going, uh, although second-hand bookshops of this kind do tend to struggle these days. Beverly Bookshop is alive and well, I'm told. Um, it's a hardback, of course. It's got what appears to be leather on the spine, but if it is leather, it's not great leather. It's quite hard to tell, but I think it's just a, an effect. Uh, it's got gold stripes and gold text on the spine. Look like lollipops, but I think it's some kind of flower. Coningsby by B. Disraeli on the spine, which is a maroon leather finish on the spine. Brown boards, uh, obviously no dust jacket from these days. This one was £5 in the Beverly Bookshop. It's in really poor state, but it is over 100 years old. Um, the weird thing about this, actually, is that if you go back this far... Nobody seems to care too much about copyright pages and dates. So we have the page which asserts no copyright, the title page, Coningsby, uh, with a red C. I like this because it's it's not just the black that you would normally expect. It has uh, the Right Honourable B. Disraeli and the name of the publisher's Gresham from Southampton Street in the Strand in red. So the C of Coningsby, Disraeli and Gresham all in red to, to draw them out and in a box. These days you just get text on the title page. And on the the pre-title page, the verso of the, the fly is a, a drawing of Lord Monmouth beheld his grandson 
uh, yeah, nice drawing. Not sure what that means, but that's right up front. There's no mention of any copyrights, dates, anything. I'm, I'm pretty certain this is not a first edition, but um, well, we know that anyway because, as I've just said, the the preface there uh, was for the fifth edition. Well, maybe this is the fifth edition. Nobody knows. But the preface was written in 1849, five years after the book was first published. So these books sold. That's the thing. They sold. Not only to friends and relatives, but they really sold in quite numbers. And there was a biographical introduction too, which is quite long. And if you are a Disraeli fan, um, doesn't say who wrote the biographical note, but he is saying, and it will be a he, that although uh, the trilogy of Coningsby, Sybil and Tancred, you know, stand together, it's worth just looking at Coningsby. You know, don't worry too much about the others. Um, and there's a good sort of 20 pages or so on, on Disraeli's life. So if you like that, if you're into politics, get it for that alone. Um, it's foxed like hell. Uh, it's foxed on the edges, but it's also the first 10 or so pages are foxed right through onto the paper, right through the whole page. So it's in bad nick. But if you had a run of those on the shelf, you know, it would look great. And it certainly looks like it's been used. So this one from Beverly Bookshop, it's not from the Huendon Manor Library, although they do have copies there. Coningsby by Benjamin Disraeli was his attempt to, yes, tell a yarn, which did sell well, although it's very dated now. But the most important thing about this novel is that Disraeli wrote it and he was becoming quite a famous novelist of the time. So there we go. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening.